Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. So before we get into our juicy, juicy topic for today, I've got two things I want to talk to you about. Number one is, and you know I like to do, if you listen to the show, you know that this happens where sometimes I know when you're going to be hearing this for the first time, if you're listening in real time. There are some people who really do listen on the day it releases. So This is you. If you're listening to this episode, it's going to be coming out on June 15th, 2022. And if you're listening on that day, I just want you to know that there is right now currently an amazing five-day training that is happening that I am leading (laughs) right now as I'm recording. I'm leading it in the future. But there is a five-day training called Turn Your Fear Into Fuel. And if you hadn't heard me talk about it yet, if you're finding out about it right now, um, you can still join. And that's what I just wanted to make sure that you know is that there are replays for the first two days, um, even there are replays for every day. So even if you're listening to this any time during the week of June 3rd, 13th to 17th. Um, well, you wouldn't be listening to it on the 13th or 14th because it's coming out on the 15th. Um, but if you're listening to it on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and you want this training, you can have it. So just make sure that you go to the show notes, which wherever you're watching, there's a link there that'll say, take me to the show notes and you can join. And just by joining, just by registering, it's free you will automatically be in the training. You'll automatically have access to the replays immediately, pretty much. Um, And you may want to do that when you listen to this episode because today's episode is going to be about fear. Now, before we dive into the fear, I'm also going to remind you that Prosper is starting next week. So Prosper starts on June 21st. Prosper is my brand new six-week live group coaching course. And I actually created this course with you guys in mind. I really did want to create something new that people who are listening to the podcast that um, may want to have some coaching with me, may want to be able to do something with me, but might not be ready to dive into one-on-one coaching. Um, right now, Out of Overwhelm is not available. That's my bigger group program. And so I wanted to make something available that would be easy and something that would be really, really useful for you to have, like immediately. Like this is a training that's going to give you an immediate result. So it's an advanced mindset and coach training. And what I mean by that is in this training, I am going to be helping you to completely up level your personal mindset about how you think about yourself and how you think about 
like yourself doing your work in the world, and then also how you think about others when it comes to um, creating clients and having conversations. So the whole training is about having skillful, powerful conversations. The ones you got with yourself, the ones that you've got with other people that you just meet, right? And then the ones that you have with people who you might be considering working with. And the reason why this is so important for you to have skillful conversations with people that you just meet is because you've heard me talk many, many times on this show. I will talk about it forever. You've heard me say, that having conversations is the number one client attraction and creation activity. That is how you create clients. Maybe you'll get to some point in your business where you've got some things on auto and you're selling some courses that people never need to know who you are or talk to you. But when you're working one-on-one and you're selling your transformational system, you're selling your incredible um program, you're selling the fact that you can work with someone one-on-one to help them to get more results, to help them heal, to help them have more, you know, skill, to help them be more successful, that if that's the work that you do, I'm going to bet that you need to speak, literally, you need to speak with not only those people that may be considering coming in to talk to you or to work with you, but you need to speak just to everyone that you meet, everyone you encounter when you're out on the street, getting coffee, at a networking event, at a party, at drop-off, whatever you do out in the world, you need to feel confident that whenever someone asks you what you do and you start having a conversation, that you are not going to go down that weird rabbit hole of get feeling like you don't know how to describe the work you do, that you don't know how to talk about it, then you start over-talking, then you start trying to prove that you're really an expert or that like what you do is legit, right? And those conversations devolve into you being so uncomfortable and feeling like you overshared, right? You all know what I'm talking about. And so Prosper is a training where I'm going to be teaching you all new skills. There's going to be mindset skills. There are going to be practices and tools that you can use to really build your confidence. And also, I'm literally going to be giving you coaching questions, things that you can have in your back pocket so that you can turn any conversation, not just the ones that you have on your discovery calls, but any conversation into a conversation where you feel really great about how you're holding space for yourself and the person that you're talking with. So if that sounds good to you, you can also find that link in the show notes. This is not free. It's a paid program, Um, but I really hope you'll join me. It's 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 going to be an amazing six weeks. And I actually believe that this is a a perfect thing for you to do for the summer. <laughs> you know, it's kind of going to be like summer camp. So I hope that you'll be joining uh, Prosper. If you have any questions about it, you can find me. You can reach out to me on, on social. You can email me. I'm so reachable. You know, I always say that. I'm so reachable. So that's what's coming up. So you can either join us for Turn Your Fear Into Fuel, or you can join us for Prosper, or you can join us for both, which is really ideal. Um, and now we're going to get down to it. I... 
I'm teaching this training in the future, right? As I'm as I'm recording this um, episode, and I really felt like I wanted to go a little bit more deeply into fear. Um, and it's just going to be funny that it's coming out in the same week. It'll be perfect timing. Um, why do I want to talk about fear? Well, here's what we what we know. Okay, as human beings, one of our like most dominant primary emotions or energies, we're going to talk about that in a moment, how it's an energy, is fear. And we're not always conscious. It's not always on on our like outward brain. We're not always literally feeling afraid. Fear does not always represent itself as literally trembling or terrified, right? Fear can be There's a huge spectrum of fear. It can be really subtle. It could be like kind of hidden underneath other stuff, right? And it can be a driver in thoughts and behaviors and actions. And you're not even on a conscious level realizing that what you're experiencing in the moment, in your everyday life is actually being being driven by fear. You don't always know that it's fear. And that's the interesting thing about fear. It is such an underlying driving force in our human experience and in our human brain. And yet we're not always aware that that is what's causing a lot of our external behaviors. Okay. So it's even so subtle that sometimes we do what you've heard people talk about self-sabotage, right? Or sabotage. Sometimes when we are sabotaging ourselves, literally, when we are engaging in self-sabotage, okay, when you are getting in your own way, right, you are often doing that as a protection, as a protective measure that your brain is taking because you're afraid right, of what would happen if you actually did the thing. So I just want you to take that in for a moment. That self-sabotage is is actually something that we talk about sabotage, but we don't always talk about how what it really is, is your brain's way in a lot of cases, I'm not saying every case, of protecting you because there's an underlying fear. And so much of our behaviors and the things that manifest in our external behavior and or external actions, right, and our experience, so much of that is actually driven by fear and that we are trying to protect ourselves from a bad outcome. So what are some of the things that we have fear of, you know, that would cause those behaviors? Well, all human beings share a lot of the same fears. So we all have the fear of being hurt. We all have the fear of not living up to our full potential. We all have the fear of like not making the most of our lives, right? We're afraid of being lonely. We're afraid of losing things. This is such a big fear of losing people, 
of losing money, of losing our stuff, right? However, that gets lost, whether it's like literally like in a tragic accident or, you know, like just that, like I have money one day and then I, and then I go bankrupt, right? So fear of losing things. We're afraid that, we're even afraid that if things are really good right now, we start to be afraid of, of not being able to maintain that. We literally, in a moment when we're feeling awesome or things are going really well, we actually are simultaneously already afraid of what's going to happen if we can't keep it going. So fear is inherent in being human. It is inherent in living. It is a part of our everyday life, whether it's on a really conscious level when we literally are identifying that we're terrified or afraid, or when it's just sort of like what I call, and this is what we're going to be talking about, and this is what Turn Your Fear Into Fuel is about, or it shows up as what I call the sneaky hidden fears, the fears that are the foundational fears that are underneath all of these more, what sometimes can seem superficial, right? Like it can seem superficial to be like, you know, clingy or or like um, really attached to things, people, things, right? That can sometimes seem a little superficial. But, but often what that is is it's being driven by this underlying fear right? Of that, what if I can't, what if I can't maintain? What if I can't keep? So one of the things that's really important for us as passionate and prosperous human beings, right? So we're not just human beings, we're passionate and prosperous human beings. We are committed to building the lives and businesses of our dreams. We're committed to growth. We're committed to up-leveling. We're committed to, to continuing to figure out how we can keep having what we want, right? And that's not a bad thing. That's not selfish. That's not bad. That is good, right? And so when you're passionate and prosperous and we're here together because everyone listening to this show wants to do the work that they love and make money doing it, wants to have a passion-filled life. And what that means is that your life is filled with you getting to do the things that you want to do, the things that you get enjoyment out of, the things that you love, the things, and those things cost money, right? Some of it's free, some of it's free, but some of it's not, right? And so that's what this whole show is about. It's about you believing that their strategy Okay, because there is strategy when we talk business strategy and I talk to you about niche and launching and client attraction and, you know, all the activities that you have to do and showing up and being visible, right? And all of that, knowing the phases of your business. Okay, so there's strategy that we need. We do have to feel that that we're doing things in a way that we think are going to lead to the outcome, right? Whenever you have a goal, you have to have a strategy of how you're going to get there, right? I mean, you don't have to have it perfectly mapped out, but you kind of have to keep knowing that the arrow is pointing in the right direction, right? So we need the strategy and we also need the mindset and we also need the, the woo, right? The woo. The woo is the connection to the universe. Whatever for you it is, the spiritual, the faith, the belief, right? The, 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 the trust. So we need all of that. We need the strategy. We need, we need the, um, the mindset. And we need the woo. The woo, the belief, 
the trust, the faith, the connection, right? We've got to believe that the universe has our back. We really do have to believe that or life is really hard, right? Life is really hard. And that belief, that woo, that belief in and that faith and all of what I just said it are the things that help us to manage, mitigate, and even overcome fear. Because if we don't use those tools, if we don't use strategy, mindset, and woo, <laughs> I'm, I, I feel like now I'm going to just say woo so many times because it's really fun. But if we don't use all of those things, then we have nothing. We're not armed against fear. And then fear takes over because why? Because it is it is built in. It's inherent. We, we're just given it. It's part of your default settings of your brain. Fear, default setting of brain. And because fear is a default setting of your brain, another default setting that you have on your brain is, or in your brain, is to protect yourself. That is your inner you, your inner self, little you that's inside of you, okay? Even when you think it's being an asshole, when he, she, or they is being an asshole and giving you negative self-talk and that's an unfortunate way, that it's an unfortunate method that inner you came up with because it didn't have any other better resources to protect you. So can you imagine that like your negative self-talk and that asshole that shows up sometimes and tries to like, you know, make you feel insecure or, or, or that tells you you're not good enough or that tells you you can't do things? What if, what if you actually saw that part of you that is, that is, seems like an asshole? What if that part of you was actually thinking that it was protecting you from a disaster because there's a part of you that knows that if you just don't try anything you're actually reducing your risk of anything happening happening to you and then you don't have to be afraid of that isn't that fucked up I mean that is that's crazy shit it's deep right it's really deep that's why like Doing work on your mind and your and your you know your con- your subconscious your unconscious yourself that's why it's so important you know um, I'm not married to a psychoanalyst we're like you don't want to you don't want to hang out with us for too long unless you <laughs> get into some sort of like deep shit about how our brains work and how we work right. So just think about that. Just think that if you suffer, if you struggle with your own self saying negative shit to you, a first step, I'm not saying I'm going to like give you the the answer to like all negative self-talk in this episode, but an interesting thing for you to think about because the moment that we decide to consider something, the moment that we, that we think I'm going to, I'm going to consider something we actually start dismantling it or dispersing it. The moment we go, huh, I'm going to get curious about that, we actually start to break it apart and we start to give it less power. Curiosity is fear's greatest enemy. Curiosity is literally the thing that fear hates the most. Fear, the moment you're like, but I want to know more. I'm curious about that. Fear is like, why? 
Why? Why? Why would you want to like open up a can of worms? Right? That's what fear says. Okay. So we've got this default setting in the brain that is wired to be afraid. And now here, here's the sort of the thing that is the craziest part about, about it. Pretty much all of our fear can be traced back to one fear. Now we're not going to only be, we're not going to talk about this one fear because we're just going to assume that this is like the granddaddy of all fears. This is like, this is like the fear. This is like the fear, the mother fear, right? I gave it a masculine and a feminine. It's the granddaddy of all fears and it's the mother fear, okay? And all the other fears come from it, but the biggest fear that we have is the fear of our own death. Fear of death. It is the number one human fear and it's, and it's underneath everything. And that's why your brain does not like change does not like taking risks, does not like doing anything different, does not like new. Okay, your brain doesn't like any of that. You have to train yourself or do a lot of work to be someone who makes changes. You have to do stuff. It's not natural. It's not what you do automatically. You're not like, ooh, I'm so excited for this unknown. I, I love change. Come on, bring it on. If that's you, you've done a lot of work to be that way because your brain is not wired for that. Your brain is wired to want to stay the same. Your brain is wired to do anything that it can to protect what we call your ecology. And your ecology is your sense of love, safety, and belonging. It is formed when you are a baby, a baby, okay? And how you, as a baby perceive what love, safety, and belonging looks like to you, how you get it, how you keep it intact, however that forms for you. And it's very influenced by your environment, by your parents, by, or whoever is your caretaker, by anyone who's in your immediate world when you are for, that little forming and all you care about when you're a baby is how am I going to get love? How am I going to stay safe? And how am I going to belong? That is all a baby knows. And that ability to keep that intact, to get those needs met, that is formed when you are a little, little baby. And it stays that way unless or until you decide to change it. So how you go about keeping love, safety, and belonging intact is with you for your whole life unless at some point you realize that your means to achieving that, that your means to keeping that intact are not ones that work for you, that they're not serving you. You may actually discover that they're destructive or sabotaging because when you were a baby, you may have had to resort to unusual tactics to make sure that you were loved or to make sure that you felt safe or to make sure that you still belonged. And when you get older and you're an adult, you might start noticing that some of those, those deeply embedded beliefs about the way the world works and about how you need to operate in it don't serve you anymore. They're not who you want to be. And then you get to do the work to change that. Now, it's deep work. It's work on a level of identity. 
But it is, it is possible because why? Because your brain is totally malleable. Your brain is completely malleable and beliefs can be changed. You kind of have to decide you want them to. So you are wired to protect yourself. You're wired to keep love, safety, and belonging intact. And you have a fear mechanism that goes into play whenever you think that anything is threatening that ecology, right? So we've got fear. We've got ecology of love, safety, and belonging. And then we've got the protection mechanism, which is stay the same. Don't change anything. Don't let anything in. Don't take any risks. Don't take any chances. So now that you're hearing this, the cool thing is to figure out how does that actually impact you now when it comes to building, creating, growing, scaling your passionate and prosperous life and business. Because that's what we're here for, right? We're here to figure out why does mindset and woo, right? Why do mindset and woo and strategy matter? Why do these things matter? And they matter because it is what you have to use. They're your tools when it comes to figuring out what to do about this big bad problem of being afraid of having everything fall apart. Ultimately, dying. Your brain is wired to do anything it thinks it needs to do as long as it's keeping you alive. Your brain is not wired to thrive. Your brain is not wired for you to have your best life. Your brain is not wired for you to live up to your fullest potential, right? Your brain is just wired to stay alive. So, because it actually thinks that if you lose your love, safety, and belonging, you're just gonna die. So, we do everything that we can to keep all of that intact. And what that leads to in your life right now, the life where you are trying to do your own thing, where you're trying to be outside the box, where you are trying to live creatively, where you are trying to live with inspiration, where you are trying to make money in a, in a we'll call it non-conventional way, meaning like, Maybe you don't want to have to work for someone, right? You don't want to have a salary. You're an entrepreneur. You're trying to you're trying to do this thing and create this life. And you want to be you want to be limitless. So so one of the reasons why you don't necessarily want to work for someone else is because there's a cap on that, right? <clears throat> so everyone here, you actually want the opposite of what your brain is wired to like be okay with. Your brain is wired to be okay with just being alive. And then here you are being like, but that's not enough for me, right? So what is that? Well, it's the it's ambition and it's desire. So we are wired as human beings to have desire and to have ambition. And if you think of it, it's kind of like a fucked up cruel joke that that you are wired to be ambitious and have desire and you have a brain that is fearful and that thinks that it's fine to just like, just have everything be status quo. So all of this exists in your brain, all of it. You've got ambition and desire. 
you've got fear and you've got a protection mechanism that is here to help you to just not do the ambition and the desire. <laughs> so in a weird way, if like if you really step back, and this is what I, this is literally how I choose to see it. When you step back, what you get to do, and I like say get, because you don't have to, you can do whatever you want. But what you get to do is you get to decide holy shit, this is why I'm here. This is the whole puzzle. This is the this is the, the beauty of the human experience. I've been given all of these like totally like, you know, not crazy, the, all of these things in my brain. I've got fear, I've got ambition, I've got desire. And then I also have this like protection, protective mechanism, right? I've got all of this going on, right? I definitely want to be loved. I definitely want to feel safe. I definitely want to belong. And at the same time, I also want to be exceptional and I want to be ambitious and I want to create things that, that I've never done before and that maybe no one in my family has ever done before. And I want new and I want exciting and I want experiences. And that's all simultaneously happening. And the beauty of being human is that your job is to figure out like how to, <clears throat> how to work that machine right? Like how, how are you going to work that machine of your brain? So one of the ways that we can do that is we can look at how that fear, because the fear is really strong. It fights with the ambition and the desire, right? Remember how I said like fear does not like curiosity? Well, in order for you to pursue your ambitions and your desires, you have to have certain qualities or certain behaviors or certain actions like being curious, like wanting to learn, like being interested in seeing things instead of hiding from them. I, I was about to, as I, you know, I do this, like, because I teach so many Zoom things, I'll like say something and then I'll go, who here, right? And I want everyone to raise their hand. I was about to do that to you. So just raise your hand, even if you're just listening, right? Who here, <laughs> right, um, has, has ever not wanted to look at something because they were afraid to find out, right? Who here has ever done that? So like, you don't want to look at the bank account, right? You don't want to look at it. I can't look at it. I don't want to do my taxes. I don't want to, uh, why? Because you don't want to know. And that's like this weird thing that, that our brains decided, which is like somehow like not knowing something helps, what, what is it? Avoid the outcome, avoid the fear. It's a weird fear mechanism when you don't want to look at something, right? So the, the antidote to fear or the thing that we use to combat fear is seeing, looking, curiosity, right? Growth, learning. This is all part of how we overcome fear. And we also get to overcome fear by using our own evidence of our amazingness. All of the things that you are afraid of in your business, in your current reality, all of the things that you are afraid of are things that you can overcome by looking at your own evidence that is there because there have been many, 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 many times that you have overcome a fear or felt the fear and done it anyway, right? You've heard that statement, but it wasn't on a grand scale, so you might not necessarily have seen it as that. 
You might not have, 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 have identified it as that you were feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Kids face fear all the time. There's something kind of fucked up about the fact that when you're a kid, you're fearless you're way, or you're less afraid, right? I mean, yeah, we all have fears. Kids have fears. But you know that kids are more fearless than adults, right? And kids can face their fears or overcome them more quickly than adults. So kids are also more resilient. Kids bounce back more easily. We just know this, right? And how fucked up is it that when you really need (laughs) to be fearless, right? And when you really need to be able to like feel the fear and do it anyway, is when you're doing the shit we're doing. When you're, when you're a grown up and you're trying to make a business and you're trying to make money and you're trying to put yourself out there and you're trying to do things a different way and you're trying to, and you're trying to respond to your life. Responding to your life takes so much courage. And what I mean by that is things are not always going to be going exactly the way you want them to go, right? Maybe you you get maybe you get a job, you're doing something, at first it's awesome. Woo, it's the best thing, it's the best opportunity. And then what happens? Then it's not. <laughs> right? You're in a relationship, it's awesome, whatever, and guess what happens? then it's not. I'm not saying all the time, right? If my husband's listening to this, honey, I want you to know it's awesome all the time. But I'm serious. When you break up, when things go wrong, when you quit a job, when you lose a job, when it's not going well, something is great. And then for whatever reason, you change, you grow, life changes, circumstances change, and then it's not. And the thing is, is that If you really want to be engaging with your life, you have to be okay with that and knowing that like now you're going to do something different, right? When I hear about people who are miserable, miserable in whatever, a job, a situation, a relationship, it pains me. It pains me because I actually don't think that we are supposed to suffer like that with what is what we're not liking. But fear gets in the way of making a change. The fear of what will happen if I make this change. The fear of what will happen if I go out on my own. The fear of what will happen if I try this. The fear of what will happen if I, if I give up this security. It's all fear-based. So In our passionate and prosperous lives and businesses, we've got some real fears that keep us from taking what I call big, bold, empowered, and most importantly, messy action, right? You've heard me share the essential paradigms to client attraction and visibility and the title of that episode, it said, and to live by, because even though they're they're the essential paradigms for client attraction, they're also essential paradigms to live by. You can't do anything wrong. I mean, yeah, you can like, don't break a law and be an asshole. But meaning when you're out there in earnest, doing your best, trying your best, coming from the heart, coming from a place of service, being in integrity, you know, being connected to your values, you can't do anything wrong if that's where you're coming from. You know? So we've got these fears and we're going to talk about them now because I'm going to talk about them in the way that they show up specifically in your passionate and prosperous life and business as you're trying to do what you're trying to do. These are the typical things that I have seen. I've looked at them for myself. And you know, I don't think 
that we ever completely get rid of them because the fear is built in. The fear is in there. It's just part of your wiring of your brain. So what we have to do is we have to look at the fears, how they're showing up. We have to be willing to look at that and go, okay, you know what? I'm not going to let that get in my way. So it doesn't mean that it's going to completely be eliminated because I think it's actually just kind of built in. It's baked in. But there's definitely things that we can do to make sure that they don't keep us from doing what we want to do, what we need to do, right? And who we need and want to be in order to have what we want to have. So if you decide to join us for the training this week, this is what we're going more deeply into, but I'm going to go into them on, you know, like not a surface level, but I'm not going to go as deep as if we were spending an hour on each one. Imagine that. Okay, but we're going to look at the five sneaky hidden fears that I know are actually the fears that get the most in the way of passionate and prosperous people. All right. So the first one, first sneaky hidden fear, the fear of desiring, the fear of desiring. And as I said earlier, ambition and desire are hardwired in your brain next to fear. Oh my God, right? You're like, what the fuck? So you've got fear and then you've got desire and ambition. And the fear of desiring, the fear of wanting, the fear of, of, of being someone who has desires, right? The, what that comes down to is if I desire something and I let myself desire it, like, you all have felt desire and we can desire lots of different things. Obviously, you can desire another person, right? But you can also just desire life. You can desire achievements. You can desire getting certain things. You can desire material things. You're allowed, right? And when you desire something, What's the very next thing that you that you think? What's the very next thing that comes up, even if it's in the unconscious or subconscious? What if I can't have it? What if I can't get it? What if I don't know how? What if I'm not good enough? What if everyone else can have that but me? What if I'm not worthy? I don't even know if I should let myself desire that or want that. It's too big. It's too scary. Because I don't know in this moment how I would have it or how I would get it. And so why bother? Why should I set myself up for that kind of disaster? I don't want to feel the pain of wanting something so badly and then not being able to have it. Why would I want that kind of pain and suffering? That's your protection brain, right? So just imagine there's a part of your brain that is literally squashing down your desires out of fear of what it'll feel like if you don't get them. Literally. Your brain is like, oh man, I don't want to feel, I don't, don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel like sad that I couldn't have what I wanted or let down or disappointed. I'm going to protect you from that. If we don't even desire it, we don't have to worry about what it feels like if we can't have it. That's your brain, you guys. So if you do that and you don't desire, what happens? Nothing. And I don't mean nothing like nothing bad. I mean literally nothing. You're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to get the big things. 
You're not going to make the money. You're not going to be able to buy the things you want. You're not going to do the things that you want to do. You're not going to be able to do it if you let your own brain squash your desire. Desire has to be the more driving force than fear. So you have to build the desire. You have to allow yourself to desire. So the training that I'm teaching this week is called turning your fear, turn your fear into fuel because fear is driven. There's an energy of fear, right? The only reason why fear can get in your way is because something runs its motor. What runs its motor? Energy. Energy is the thing that is, that, that is pervasive in the entire universe, Energy is what's in the universe. It's what's inside of you. Energy is the one thing that is in every living thing. Energy, the life force, the, the, the force of the universe. Did you know, and I know this because when I went to the Hayden Planetarium here at the Natural Museum of uh, the Natural History Museum here, American Museum of Natural History. If I didn't say the name right, I would hate myself when I listen back to this. Okay, so we've got a planetarium in there, Hayden Planetarium. I freaking love going to the planetarium. I'm obsessed with the universe, in case you didn't know. And um, at one of the planetarium shows that Whoopi Goldberg was narrating, do you know what she taught us? She taught us that every single human being has a teaspoon of cosmic material inside of them. Every human being has a teaspoon of cosmic material inside of them. It's not sitting there like as a teaspoon. It's dispersed. <laughs> but oh my God, right? Oh my God. So when you think about energy, okay, fear would not, would not have any power if it wasn't fueled by energy. And what we get to do is we get to take the energy that's feeding and fueling fear and decide that we're going to feed and fuel desire instead, You've got this energy, you direct it. You decide, am I going to feed the energy into the fear or am I going to feed the energy into my desire? Because desire's there too. You're born with it. It's in you. You can't not have desire. You can't not have wants. So how do we do that? How do we, how do we turn our fear of desiring into the power of desiring so that we can actually have our ambition and so one of the tools that I use, right, is visualization, future visualizing. You have to be committed to visualizing yourself getting what you want. And you have to get so connected to it that you can taste it, feel it, hear it, see it, and embody it so that there is a piece of your brain and of your subtle system that actually thinks that you know how to get it. Because if you can be experiencing it in your future visioning, you're already putting it into your cells and you already start calming down the part of your brain that doesn't want you to desire it because it doesn't know how it's going to get it. So if there's a part of your brain that thinks, oh, wait, but I kind of know what this feels like. I could see myself getting this. You're starting to overcome the fear. You're literally not tricking your brain because these are not tricks. This is what your brain is here for. It's not a trick. It's just a decision to use the tools that are available to you, <laughs> right? 
Okay, so fear number one, fear of desiring. It's there, and it's and if you're afraid to desire, you're going to be afraid to do big things. You're going to be afraid to believe that you can make $100,000. You're going to be afraid to believe that you can have 20 clients. You're going to be afraid to believe that you can create a, a, a program. You're going to be afraid to believe that you can have a, a country house. You're going to be afraid to believe that you can have a car. You're going to be afraid to believe that you can go on a vacation. You've got, if you desire those things, right? If you desire those things, and again, I'm always here to tell you, please, please, in this space, there's no shame in wanting stuff. No shame, right? There's no shame. You're allowed to want nice things. You're allowed to want to spend money on stuff, okay? If you desire that and you don't fully step into that desire, you're going to be half-assed desiring and you're not going to be able to do those things because you're not going to be able to overcome your fear of what happens if you can't have it. You got to override that. What happens if you can't have it? Well, if you never tried, <laughs> then you really can't ever have it. And if you try and you can't get it, I'm here to bet that you got something else, <laughs> that you just got it in a different form, that you got it in a different way. But there's no way that you go for what you want and end up in a total disaster unless you're an asshole doing it. You know, what I mean by that is unless you're doing it through shady means, right? But if you're not shady and you're really doing your thing and you're really putting your heart and soul and stuff, you know, like, are there failures? Do we fail at things? Do we invest in things that don't turn out the way we thought? Yes, but that is information for your evolution and you get to keep trying, okay? That's what I have to say about that. All right, fear number two, the fear of not knowing enough. Raise your hand. <laughs> Don't raise your hand if you're like doing something that you should have both hands. But raise your hand if you have ever encountered what we know as imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome shows up as, as, a, as an outward manifestation of you being afraid that you don't know enough, right? I don't know enough. I, I, I don't think I'm ready. I'll be ready when syndrome is part of this fear too. The fear of not knowing enough. I'm not ready. I don't think I know enough. I don't think that like I know enough to put myself out there. I don't think I know enough. I don't think, and the really interesting thing is that very often the fear of not knowing enough, who are we, like who are we thinking are the sort of not knowing enough police? Other people. We're literally thinking like, oh, I don't know if I know enough. I don't know if so-and-so will think I know enough to be legit. I don't know if so-and-so will think I know enough. I don't know if I know enough to put myself out there and say that I'm an expert or say that I'm a, I'm a teacher or say that I'm a mentor. But you know what? You do know enough <laughs> because there are people who don't know as much as you. There's always going to be someone who doesn't know as much as you, especially in your chosen field of expertise, right? There's always going to be someone. The reason why someone would hire you is because they don't know what you know. So there's no way that you don't know more than they know in your area. Are you supposed to know everything in the universe? Is that your requirement for being you, for, for going out and doing your meaningful work, for having a passionate and prosperous business? Is it your job to like know everything in the universe? It is not. And there are certain things that you can't know. So when your brain is thinking or having the fear of not knowing enough, sometimes what it is, what it is doing, it is, is, it is protecting you from the unknown. 
Because, and I tell my clients this all the time. I'm like, I will be able to hold your hand up to the very minute that you're going to go on Zoom and offer that workshop that we've been working on. But I can't come with you. You don't want that. You don't want me sitting next to you on Zoom while you're leading your, your workshop. And I'm right there being like, you're doing a good job. You're right? You don't want that. But so you don't know how to do the workshop except for what I can teach you in advance. But the experience of doing it, you're not going to be able to, there's nothing that you can substitute. You can't have the experience until you have the experience. So, so often we, so procrastination is part of fear of not knowing enough, just so you know, right? So imposter syndrome, procrastination, right? Avoiding, taking a really long time, you know, going back and reworking things where I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it some more. Oh, I'm going to go back and I'm going to rewrite this. Oh, it's not perfect. Oh, I'm going to, okay. This is all part of this fear, right? But guess what? There are so many things that you're, you can never know until you do them. So when you let this fear get in your way, what you're doing is you're letting it stand in your way of doing the thing that you have to do in order to know enough. You've got to do the thing before you know. You have to have the embodied experience, right? I think my second episode of this whole show was called Say Yes Before You Know How. That's what this is about. Okay, fear number three, the fear of failure. It's weird because it's kind of similar to the fear of desiring, right? But it's just slightly different. It's literally the fear of failing. It's thinking, right? So fear of desiring is like, oh, I don't want to deal with like the angst of like or the anguish of not getting something I want, right? The fear of failure is seeing failure as like literally crashing and burning and dying, right? And that is driving back to that really, really, really built-in, baked-in fear of death, right? So the fear of failure is like, what is going to happen to me if I fail? I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to lose my family. I'm going to lose my friends. I'm going to lose my, I'm going to lose my reputation. I'm going to lose my clout. I'm going to lose, I mean, the fear of failure, we go to such an extreme of what that failure looks like, right? We don't think like, oh, um, I just won't get a lot of, you know, like when you think failure, you're not thinking that failure is like, um, I don't know, I, I was hoping I'd get 50 signups for that free thing and I got 30, right? You're not thinking like that that's, you know, you're not like, yeah, so that's your failure, right? No, you're thinking like, like the worst case scenario, the biggest disaster, you know, that could ever happen. And so we have this weird perception of failure. I, you know, have to talk to my clients all the time about expectations that we create because it's only our expectations that we have that determine failure. I don't even, I don't even, listen, I don't ever even think that there's such a thing as failure. I mean, failure to me, the only thing that is failure is literally not showing up. That's a fail, right? Fail, you failed. You didn't even show up. You didn't even try. That's a fail. But trying and doing and putting yourself out there and maybe like not having the exact outcome that you desired, that's not failure, and there's this really, really weird 
relationship that we have to failure and expectations. And I'm sure that some of it comes from like, you know, like what happens when you're in school and there's like all of this emphasis on failing and passing and grades and all of that. But, and so maybe some of the fear of failure comes from that. But this fear of failure can be absolutely like devastating to you taking action in your life and business. The fear that if you try something and it doesn't go perfectly, that that means that you are an absolute failure, that you are no good, that you've got nothing, right? The the idea that that's what happens when you put yourself out there and you try stuff. The fact that we even think of anything as failure is mind-boggling to me, right? So one of the ways that we can address the fear of failure is we can, and listen, I'm saying this in the best possible way. I say this a lot. I teach this. I believe it. It's that you have to lower your expectations. <laughs> and I don't mean lower your expectations, like don't don't have expectations of yourself or don't achieve, don't, don't try to, you know, be your best or whatever. But when you set, you're the one setting the expectations. So you're the one who's going to decide if things were a failure, you know? And so you have to be willing to like move the bar on your expectations so that you can set yourself up for success, right? Because very often, and those, and so where's fear of failure, you guys? Perfectionism, right? Uh, You know, high achievers, perfectionists, we have this tremendous fear of failure because we put such high expectations on ourselves that if we don't do it, if it's not exactly that, everything other than that is failure. Everything other than that is failure. And failure is a disaster. It's going to kill you, right? That's your brain. Your brain is like, up, failure, death, right? (laughs) So, what do you do to start fighting back the fear of failure? Well, you've got to start lowering your expectations so that you can meet your own expectations, so that you can succeed. And the other thing is when you don't, like if something falls a little short or something doesn't go well or something's a bomb or a big flop, you have to be willing to ask yourself what data am I able to collect from this? What is the objective information from this? What is the learning? I have to get curious. Remember I said earlier, curiosity is like fear's big enemy. I'm going to get curious around this and so that I can get back up and do it again. So that is how we start to combat the fear of failure because all of these fears keep you from doing stuff. That's why we're talking about them. These fears keep you from doing stuff. And my job is to get you to do stuff. Because there's no way you can have the life that you want without being in action (laughs) and without taking risks and without like doing big stuff, right? Okay, number four, the fear of judgment. Oh my God, this is maybe one of the biggest ones. I talk to people all day, every day, and this is why I made the client attraction paradigms for you. I talk to people every day, all day who are it terrified of putting themselves out there. Why? Because of what other people are going to think. And one of the first things that I have to talk about people with people, and maybe I said this on the Paradigms episode, is I'm like, how are you going to know? <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, if you become like a famous celebrity, you might get some haters on, you know, on Twitter or something. But like in their normal realm of where we all are, like with our couple of thousand followers or whatever, if that, right? Like, what, like, are, 
Like, how are you going to know? Do you actually think people are going to, like, write you hate mail? Do you think that they're going to, like, you know, that they're... And so, let's say, let's say somebody, you put yourself out there, right? And and someone thinks that it's absolutely ridiculous that you're a coach. <laughs> okay? And what do they do? What, do they, at dinner, they, like, tell their partner, like... Can you believe it? Stacy became a coach. Oh my God, that's so. Okay, then they have some shit talk conversation about me. Do I know about it? No. Am I there? No. Is that is that person going to go on social media and take out like you know and and make a post like declaring that I shouldn't be or that I'm that I that I they can't believe that I'm doing what I'm doing and they're judging me right or what if they're judging me because I stopped teaching yoga I you know what I actually know that there are some students of mine I mean they're disappointed and I get it but I also have felt a little judgment. I felt a little bit of like, you know, of people sort of looking at like, oh, well, you invested all those years in teaching yoga and now like you don't do it anymore. Like, so what were you like a fraud? Like I feel I, I maybe I'm making it up, but that's a fear, right? What are other people going to think about what I say about what I do? And therefore, what's the way to get out of that? Just don't put yourself out there, right? Don't give them a chance. Don't, don't. But can you do that? No. How are you going to have your business? How are you going to how are you going to reach all of the people that need you? How are you going to have massive impact if you're worried about the assholes that are for whatever reason if they are going to judge you, who knows? They might, right? You know, I was really bullied. I can't I, I can't always remember when I talk about things, but I was really bullied when I was in Annie on Broadway, right? Can you imagine, like, I was in a Broadway show and I was, that a lot of people wanted to be in, (laughs) like, even people that couldn't sing and dance, right? And yet, there were girls that I went to high school with that, like, I don't know, like, it pissed them off that I was, what, talented and got attention. So you know what they did? They bullied me. You know, they judged me. They were assholes to me. And... I'm alive. What would have happened if I allowed that to keep me from putting myself out there? What if I didn't make this podcast? What if I didn't make this show because I was worried that someone out there was going to think it was bad or that someone out there was going to think that it sucked or didn't like it, right? So the fear of what other people think, the fear of judgment, it is literally, and you know what? These are things that come, that come from, there's a reason that they're there. So I'm not trying to make it sound like these fears are stupid. They're there. You have them and they come from some of our societal stuff, right? Judgment, right? It comes from religion, judgment, right? So you're raised with a fear of judgment. You're raised with, with like a fear of that someone's going to bring down the judgment on you and declare you something. But now you're now you have to you have to figure out how to not care about that. And so my favorite thing is I like to dismantle that and do what I just told you. I'm literally I go through all of the scenarios. I'm like what would happen? Like what is it what does it really look like if someone There are people out there that don't like me. There are people out there that don't like what I'm doing. I know it. I know it. What do I care? So I think about it. I'm like, does it affect me? Does it impact me? If I don't even know about it, like, I mean, what do I care? Like, what do I care? You know? And and we have to practice that. I have to wake up every morning and do my affirmations, right? And, And know that I 
am whatever I want to affirm, right? I, I, I get personal sometimes and I share with you my affirmations, but you know, my affirmation is, you know, um, the right people will hear my message. The people that need me um, will follow, will, will want to work with me, right? Whatever I want to affirm. And I don't care about the other people. I am exactly who I'm meant to be. Everything about me is perfect. Everything about me is, is, is good. I have to affirm myself because I don't need to hear what other people think of me, especially because when other people are judging you, guess what? It's coming from their own mishigas. It's coming from their own bullshit. It's coming from their own jealousy. It's coming from their own fear. It's coming from their own stuff. They're thinking about themselves. All right. Fear of success. These all seem really close, don't they? Fear of desiring, fear of failure, fear of success. You know what the fear of success comes from? The fear, or you know what, how it manifests. The fear that if you actually were to get what you want, the successful business, the relationship, the, 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 all the stuff, the fear of that, there's two big ones. One, that you won't be able to maintain it, that you won't be able to keep it. That, that, that it's, that it's going to be fleeting. And number two, not only fleeting, but that you're not going to be able to handle it, right? You're not going to be able to handle it. And number, the second reason is that you're going to let everyone down, right? That the more successful that you get, people are going to be impacted negatively. They're going to be let down. You're going to have less time for them. Or like you're going to be like, you're going to have this wonderful, you know, you're going to get what you want. You're going to get the relationship. You're going to get the, the, the clients. You're going to get the, the, um, the, the money and whatever. And then the clients aren't going to think that you're doing, they're, they're not going to think you're, you're, you're that great. They're going to be like, you're so hot shit. You were so, you're so successful, but you're, you know, but, but you don't live up to it. So it's this fear that when you get the success that you actually desire, when you get over your fear of desiring, <laughs> if you were to get that success, there's tremendous fear that you're not going to be able to live up to it, that you're not going to be able to manage it. You're not going to be able to like handle all the clients. You're not going to be able to, and other people are going to, are going to like judge you for that too. You're so successful. Oh my God, look at her. All she cares about is money. All she cares about is, you know, having stuff and more, right? So being successful can actually trigger the other fears, so fear of success is a big thing. And you know what? I'm going to tell you the secret. I think this is one of mine. I actually do. I have had hypnotherapy. <laughs> I mean, I work on this. I work on my subconscious because I actually think that there is a part of me that, that thinks that I don't think this. I know this. I know that there's a part of me that thinks that there's so much visibility and responsibility that comes with success that I don't know if I want it. I don't know. I don't know if I want to handle it. I don't know if I want to manage it. I don't know if I want it to like 
interfere with my life. This is all made up shit, by the way, right? I'm already thinking like, oh my God, what if I'm so successful? And then like, I'm, I'm in, and then there are these demands on me and I can't just like lay in bed all day <laughs> on a Sunday, which is what I love to do. Really like, and, and I had to do some deeper work to get to that. I had to like go deeper into my belief system to, to, to look at like, why am I afraid of that? Like, am I afraid? of it and why so the fear of success is a is a legit thing not just because I have it (laughs) so that makes it legit no all of these are legit and we have all of these okay all of us have all of these so okay so two things number one if you want the exercises that go along with all of this stuff then you're gonna join turn your fear into fuel and if you're listening to this like way past turn your fear into fuel you know what I treat the podcast listeners very, very specially. So if you actually are listening to this and you're like, I want that training, whenever it is, email me, reach out to me. We'll figure it out. Okay. That's first of all. Second of all, what do you do just in general? What can you do? What can you go away with right now and do? All right. You've got to make a list of all of the amazing things that you have already accomplished. You have to make a list of all of the times that you did something even when you weren't 100% sure. You have to make a list of all of the things that you've been successful at. You have to make a list of all of those things. And it is so important for you to do that because that is your data. That's in your hard drive. That is, if, 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 if you needed, if someone was like, uh-oh, we need to like figure out how this fear like took over. Let's go back into the hard drive and find that data. The data, okay, well, not if you had to find out how the fear took over, but like, what do we do about it? The fear took over. What do we do? You're going to go back and you're going to find the data of all the times that you were able to act not from the fear that you were able to do the thing, that you were able, and those actions don't have to be like huge, big, scary actions. You have to load up, I call it, load up on knowing that you have done so many things. You even did something yesterday that you probably like don't even realize was like overcoming one of these fears or facing it. And you've got to look for those things because it's your evidence. It's your evidence that you're not going to die. And you have to keep giving your brain evidence that you're not going to die and that you can maintain your sense of love, safety, and belonging even while pursuing your dreams, even while building your passion and prosperous business in life. You have to show your fear and your brain the evidence that you can stay intact and alive. And not only that, but that you can thrive. You're the evidence. You're the proof. You literally have to show the proof to yourself. That's the weird thing about our brains. <laughs> we have to do that to ourselves. You don't have to prove it to anybody else, but you got to prove it to yourself. And that's what you have to think about doing every day. That's why I talk about how mindset and doing and having your tools and practices and the things that help you, you've got to just be committed to it. You've got to just decide like, I'm going to, I'm going to master the art of being human 
That is my number one mission. I am going to master the art of being human. I'm going to know that there's a science, there's science, there's neuroscience to back up fear, desire, ambition, love, safety, a sense of belonging. There's neuroscience to back all that up, as well as our, as our natural, innate, protective mechanism. That's all built in. It's just, it's all there. But it's kind of like you have to know how to like operate it. You have to know how to operate your operating system. So you, you got to do the work on that. Anyway, I get really worked up by the end of the episode. You can hear. I'm going to sign off now. Um, I'm always doing work like this for you. I'm putting stuff out into the world that you can join me on, that you can do, that trainings, things are free, some things cost money. I, you know, working with me one-on-one costs money. But you know what? Like, when you're ready, reach out to me. When you're ready, do something with me, you know, because this is what I do. And as much as there's this business strategy and all that, this is important in order for you to be who you want to be and in order for you to be able to overcome the obstacles that are built in. They're there. They're there. And there's nothing wrong with you for having them. They're there. (laughs) Right? You don't have to beat yourself up about it. But you then have to just decide Right. And you know that this is what I say at the end of the show. Life is hard. So what are you going to do about it? You just have to decide to do something about it. All right. So I hope I'm going to see you. Some of you at Turn Your Fear into Fuel. I hope I'm going to see you in Prosper. Um, Hit me up with a message. Always let me know what you're liking. I love getting messages from people saying, I listened to this episode on my way to work today and it was exactly what I needed to hear. I do get those messages and emails and messages on Instagram all the time. And I love them. So if that's you and I wrote you back and I was like, thank you. It's so genuine. So so please, it's one of the only things that helps me know that like this is going well. Because <laughs> I'm just talking into the microphone and then putting it out into the world. All right. I'm so signing off, sending you all the love and high vibes. See you next week. so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it.